By now, you've all heard of Italian Wine Unplugged 2.0, the latest book published by Mama Jumbo Shrimp. It's more than just another wine book. The fully updated second edition was inspired by students of the Vinitali International Academy and painstakingly reviewed and revised by an expert panel of certified Italian wine ambassadors from across the globe. The book also includes an edition by Professore Attilio Scienza, Italy's leading vine geneticist. The benchmark producer's feature is a particularly important aspect of this revised edition. The selection makes it easier for our readers to get their hands on a bottle of wine that truly represents a particular grape or region. To pick up a copy, just head to Amazon.com or visit us at MamaJumboShrimp.com. Welcome to another episode of On the Road Edition, hosted by Stevie Kim. Each week, she travels to incredible wine destinations, interviewing some of the Italian wine scene's most interesting personalities, talking about wines, the foods, as well as the incredible travel destinations. Hello, everybody. My name is Stevie Kim, and this is the Italian Wine Podcast on the Road series. Today, we're in the, one of my favorite places of all time, Cortina, and we are here with Alessandro Tolcoli. Ciao, Ale. Ciao, Stevie. So first, tell me who you are for the people, for our audience. Um, you're super famous, but maybe our audience who don't know you quite as of yet, would you mind telling us who you are? Uh, well, I'm a journalist. I'm an Italian journalist and publisher. And my magazine is Civiltà del Vere, the Italian wine magazine. And uh, this is a family story, you know, I, because my grandfather was in the business, was a wine journalist himself. And then I continued and I decided to open up a little bit the perspective of our magazine, going abroad and visiting all the wine regions uh, in the world and giving feedbacks to the Italian readers about those regions. And, and that's it. And secondarily, I'm a wine organizer in a way. I like to organize a, a couple like of... Like wine events. Like wine events, mm -hmm. yes. Yes, specifically wine events. So we, events. we're kind of yeah. similar, except you've been in the business for a very, very long time. And I recall when I, I first started with wine, I, I hadn't a clue, and I yeah. still don't. And I remember you were one of my uh, um, guides to kind of navigate this Italian wine industry. So exactly. I know you, of course, your grandfather was Pino Kyle. Yes. Would you mind telling us who he was and why he is such an iconic um, figure for Italian wine? Sure. Well, Pino Kyle was the first uh, who gathered the Italian wine sector and the producers that at the time, I mean the late 70s, didn't know each other. And uh, he, he used to recall the, the time when he, for the first time, he, he organized a meeting between the two icon men of Italian wine, Angelo Gaia and Piero Antinori. And they're that, still that the know. two iconic they're, men, they're still, yes. personality. <laughs> yes. Yes, and they didn't know each other. Mm -hmm. And so that at the time, Civiltà del Vere... And when was that? That's that so was funny. the late 70s. And they hadn't met? They hadn't met before. Incredible. Yeah. 
at at a, at the airport before leaving for a wine tour, a promotional tour in the U.S. And that was the first time that they met. And then Pino Kyle started to organize these wine events uh, in New York with Lucio Caputo, another iconic figure of the past, and, um, and then in other cities and countries. And those were the first roadshow for the wine ever organized. So that's, for what, that's why wine. for the Italian wine, yes. And that's why it now is still uh, so popular in the community. So, Alessandro, how old are you now? 47. Yes, yeah, so, but you, how, when did you start, you know, working with wine? Yeah. I was a teen. You were a teenager, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And with your grandfather? Yes, yes, of course. They had a past in, um, in advertising. Oh, okay. Before starting Civiltà del Bere, and it was a marketing man. And instead, I decided that wine was really interesting for me as a subject, and I, I wanted to understand it. In depth, and so I started studying at the Sommelier Association mm -hmm. and many the other IIs. the eyes, mm -hmm. yes, and many other schools, and and and, and I decided that I, I wanted to be a very specialistic wine writer. So be so your grandfather actually was not a wine expert then. No, it wasn't. Oh, I didn't I didn't realize that. No. So tell us about your wine journey. So you you work with your grandfather, yes. and then you are in with also the magazine, right? Civiltà del Bere. Yeah. yeah, I started there and I remained there, but I'm trying to to get the knowledge of wine in many ways, studying at the associations, as I told you, and studying reading many many books about that, and attending master classes about this and that, Italian wines, but not only those. And, um, and on the road, then I, I learn on the road. Then I, I feel really uh, a part of this community. Not, yeah, not you basically Italy, know every yes. single Italian wine producer. Uh, yes, and then in, in the last 10 years also abroad, I, I met many, many people in the main wine regions. So it's, it's like a big, very big family for me. So, uh, of course, one of the things that you did I, I don't know how many for how many years you've been doing this, but it is this event that you organize in Cortina? Mm -hmm. It's called Vino Veep. Mm -hmm. Has it always been called Vino Veep? Yes, yes. What was the name that my grandfather gave to the to the event? Vino Veep, Vino VIP. That means all the important people in the wine sector should be here and share the knowledge mm -hmm. and their um, the views. This is a, like for us. It's like Davos. For the Italian Davis, you know, in Aspen, for example, they yeah, organize something wine. like food and wine, mm -hmm. or for finance uh, in Italy at Cernobio, on the Comolate. And we wanted to do some, something similar for Italy, to let the Italian wine people meet. So how many days, uh, how many years, how, for how many years have you been organizing Vinovib? Personally? Yes. It's like my first edition was uh, Oh, nine. Oh, oh nine. So it's like, uh, like 13, years. 13 years. When did it start? It started in 1997. Oh, my goodness. Yes, yes. It's biannual, biannual so it's every two years in Cortina. Right, right, right. And now we alternate with the uh, Forte dei Marmi. Okay. Tell us the kind of the format of Vinovip. What does it entail? Because yesterday there was kind of yes, a movies, yes. you had a talk show, and then... We then have there's yeah. a trekking this morning. Actually, you're all dressed to go. Yeah, in fact. <laughs> well, uh, we have two pillars in uh, Vinovip. 
which are the talk show, um, where people talk, of course. We, we choose uh, two, three, four speakers that introduce some topics that we're interested in. And then when we have time, there's a debate uh, or, or just a, a talk with a, a spokesman. And uh, the second pillar is grand tasting. It's a big tasting with, uh, with the wines of all the um, wine producers that are invited. Mm -hmm. At Vip, to, this year we have 59, usually are 55, 56, a, more, a small number of producers because we organize that tasting in spectacular places uh, here in Cortina that usually are not very big. So um, we used to go at the Rifugio Faloria, mm -hmm. that is a, a hut on the mountain at 2,000 meters, and it's quite a, it's not that small, but not more than for, uh, 55 producers can, can go there. And this year, we'll go to the clubhouse at the golf club in Cortina, mm -hmm. another small place in the, in the boot. So uh, beautiful places, but small. And is that also open to um, wine lovers or? Yes, the grand is tasting is. a ticketed is, event? Yes, mm -hmm. with a, yes, the grand tasting is ticketed. The, the rest is for, the, for our hosts, basically. And around these two pillars of the event, we organize different things uh, for each edition. This year, you mentioned the movie, mm -hmm. but uh, other times we had wine conversation with Piero Antinori or important people or we had um, many different things it depends are you enjoying this podcast there is so much more high quality wine content available from Mama Jumbo Shrimp check out our new wine study maps our books on Italian wine including Italian Wine Unplugged The Jumbo Shrimp Guide to Italian Wine Sangiovese Lambrusco and other stories, and much, much more on our website, mamajumboshrimp.com. Now back to the show. And Just tell us a little bit about the movie. Okay. <laughs> like why? And oh, it's, it's a weird thing because the movie has nothing to do with wine, of course. It's a, a famous Italian movie uh, of the 70s. But the producer of this comedy it was the father of an important Italian producer that is uh, an Ostet Vino Vip. Mm -hmm. and the, the, the winery is Rocca delle Macie and the producer is Sergio Zingarelli. And his father was a, a movie producer. And this was his uh, greatest success. And his father's name was Italo, Italo. Italo Zingarelli, yeah. Yes, very famous. This, the, the movie that uh, we had the, uh, yesterday night was the most um, successful in Italian cinemas uh, ever. And what is ever. what is the uh, the title of the movie? Um, the movie is Continuavano a chiamarlo Trinità. Okay. With Bud Spencer and Terence Hill. <laughs> and it's a, a it's not a spaghetti movie yes. because a spaghetti western because uh, Sergio Leone was a spaghetti western man. But it was, it's, it's a comedy based on those uh, models. Mm -hmm. Spaghetti Western. So it's um, a nice uh, thing. So, Alessandro, you know, um, you've been organizing these events for about 13 years now. And during the pandemic, of course, like many of us, yes, of we course. had to adapt. Yep. What were the greatest challenges during the pandemic and um, what did you do about it? Uh, well, I 
I try to enhance some uh, jobs that we had already uh, we, we are doing like uh, the podcast, uh, like yours, or the, so. You have a podcast YouTube. too. What is it called? I Maestri del Vino Italiano. Italian okay, so, it, so it's in Italian. It's in Italian. Yes, yes. Uh, conversations with Italian producers. Okay. Yes, about their lives. So, for our friends out there, um, they know that I am a great advocate of podcasts, of yeah, course. Of course. <laughs> so it's called Maestri del Vino, Vino Italiano. Italiano with Alessandro yeah. Torcoli. Check that out. Thank you. And the podcast, the videos, IGTV, you know, these uh, movies for the Instagram or the mm -hmm. social. And um, we tried to reorganize something that we had at the magazine. So it was uh, two years to, to, to think and rethink what we were doing. And the, the biggest challenge was to keep the contact with uh, our clients, the producers, the wine community mm -hmm. in general, because we couldn't meet and, you know, and wine meeting is essential, uh, but so we, we could not. So we, we tried to, to call, video call and try mm -hmm. to keep So you, it was a lot of, you know, this, you know, the virtual meetings and events. Yeah, right? we, you know we use that. Yes. Um, I didn't like that, that, that much. I think it was really fatigating. To stay all day long on the video. Yeah, it's the Zoom fatigue. Uh, the, the Zoom fatigue. Yeah, I, I suffered a lot. Yeah. So now, um, what is your outlook? You know, because in in reality, we're still um, cohabitating with COVID. Still, right? It's not over. The game is not over. So, like, what what are your plans now? How are you going to go forward? What is your vision well, I, for? I try. I try to. To organize what uh, our specialities, our main events like this, mm -hmm. or uh, simply the best, that is another tasting that we organize in Milano, our city. We are based in Milano, and uh, all the things that we had already done, but with a special attention. That's my uh, attitude toward this. So, Ale, I want to ask you a personal question, right? Yes. So, um, what are your personal ambitions? But just in general, you know, people have such great, great things coming from you because in a way, um, as if you were, you know, you had to take Pino's place in a way. But you, as Alessandro Turcoli, what are, what are your personal goals? What would you like to, I know you're, of course, uh, different from your um, grandfather. Now I realize, what are your personal goals within the next, I would say, five years? Well, first is to maintain the success of Chilta del Bere. Mm -hmm. That is not easy because it's a magazine, a print magazine. Yeah, and people uh, after internet, right? People yeah, get free content all the time. All the time. So my, my goal is to keep very strong attention on my magazine and to have subscriptions because they, people find something interesting to pay. That is a big challenge mm -hmm. today. And, and so there's a lot of work that didn't exist uh, 20 years ago because you have to really to offer something special um, from a, an editorial point of view. But uh, secondarily, I, I just want to, to do my job uh, honestly with a professional attitude and to be recognized as a, a serious wine expert and very uh, authoritative wine expert. That's my goal and it's different from Pino's goal. Because mm -hmm. he, he didn't want to, to be and to be considered an expert. So, um, Vino Veep, 
we're back to Cortina now. So you're plan you're still planning to do uh, Vino V the next next year. We'll next go, year, yeah, we'll, we'll go, go to, to Forte di Marmi. To the seaside. Yes. How are they different, Cortina and Forte di Marmi? They have something very strong in common. There, there are two um, two places where the uh, most influential and important people in Italy meet for summer and uh, very exclusive places. Mm -hmm. So, and also the atmosphere, even if you are once on the mountains and the other time on the sea, the atmosphere is not that different because, uh, you know, it's the, like old important places uh, where you, uh, you find the villas and the houses of very important industrial people. So the atmosphere is, is uh, has something similar, but of course, um, the the temperature is different. But the format is the same with the talk show, and with the grand tasting, mm -hmm. and some tastings, uh, other meetings around. And um, so, just one last question before we go, because I know you have to start your trekking very yes, very soon. The hiking. You know, we have a serious problem with the the, next, the future generation because if you know why, the younger generation, they're not keen about wine. So how do you, what do you suggest? What are your ideas in terms of stimulating, educating um, the wine consumption of the next generation? Have you got any secret? Well, I've got, I've got three, <laughs> three children. For How old are they? As, they are 12, 14, and 16. Okay, good. So they're just starting to look at one my job. So I, I have the, you know, a, a laboratory at home. And um, so I you share just the give wine. them wine? I share the wine <laughs> a little bit, a sip yeah. sometimes to the older one. And I look at them, at their attitude towards my, my job and, and wine. And I see if you talk about wine in a, a bit pop way, not too heavy, of course, to talk about wine, what, what is behind wine, looking at the labels, you know, the, the packaging now is very important. And they get curious with, from details, mm -hmm. like, like labels or a short story that I tell while sharing uh, food at the, at the table. And, uh, and I see that they are, are interested. And my, my daughter, who is 16, sometimes uh, tastes a little bit of wine. They, uh, and she appreciates uh, more white than red, of course. Like uh, everybody, I think it's a uh, starts, for myself, yeah. starts with the white, yeah, yeah. light white, maybe a, a little sweet. But I, I see that they are not away from wine. They, they are not against wine. Mm -hmm. Just sometimes the, um, the storytelling of wine today in, in Italy, at least, is uh, still uh, too exclusive and like people wanting to, to keep the secrets and their secrets. Uh, of course, uh, this is not the way to involve and engage people, especially young people. Mm -hmm. But I see that uh, also when I when I have the um, friends of my children at home and they get to know that I'm in this uh, industry, they're very curious. Oh wow, wine! So you you travel, you go to the wine regions. Mm -hmm. So there's a something positive. And so my um, my thought is that we don't have to spoil this. They have the curiosity, but there is something in the way. Let's stop it, maybe right. because of the price, maybe because of the way that we tell wine. Because I don't know what, I have to study that. But wine is, for almost everybody, something interesting. So we just too have not to spoil it. Okay. And that's it. That's 
This Thank is you, the final Stevie. wrap, okay? Ciao ragazzi, alla prossima. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on another installment of On the Road Edition, hosted by Stevie Kim. Join her again next week for more interesting content in the Italian wine scene. You can also find us at italianwinepodcast.com or wherever you get your pods. You can also check out our YouTube channel, Mama Jumbo Shrimp, to watch these interviews and the footage captured of each location. Chin chin!